Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Another version of Bill Roden on Sports here in Midtown Manhattan at a uh, undisclosed location in Midtown Manhattan. Here uh, in the in the dungeon uh, with uh, my friends, great co-host, great Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's up? It's good, man. Finally, some good weather in NYC. About time. It's already May. I know, man. I was getting really getting tired of this, man. It was just like too much. And across from me, the equally great Nabate Isles. Nabate, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I just got over a cold. Speaking uh-huh. of terrible weather, I was in the Bahamas. Oh. Came oh, back really? oh. to this Sunday night, and it, it messed me up. Like just, yeah. you know, and you know how airports are. The germs. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. are you so doing? I'm you, good you, now. I'm you good vacation now. or you playing? I was playing down there, but it was a vacation too. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes, and of course, on the line. We have um, a really, really great guest, man, a really special guest, somebody uh, I uh, admire as a player, admire as a coach, uh, assistant coach, uh, head coach. I've uh, enjoyed him, and you've seen him all as an analyst uh, on uh, NBA TV. Uh, I'm talking about the great Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell, <laughs> what's going on, man? I'm doing good, guys. How you guys doing? And a fellow, we just found and a fellow September second Virgo. Uh-oh. Absolutely, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't turn you down when I found out you're a Virgo. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you said something. Can't repeat now, it. Now, Navante, the that's a different story. But you, Leo, I'm a Leo. Yes, sir. I'm a Leo. I'm Leo. Oh, that yeah, is. Well, me and them Leos don't get along. My first girlfriend, <laughs> my first girlfriend was a Leo. My first wife was, was a Leo. She was a rattlesnake, man. Uh, <laughs> we should. We can talk. We can talk about them Virgo Leos. I said, man, how come you? So oh lazy? man, that did not work. Uh, I learned early in life. Be away from them Leo women. Well, they, <laughs> they, they don't play, man. They 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 play rough, man. <laughs> Real rough. They'll make you fall hard for them just to break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Virgo women are the same way. Oh, I know. Oh, 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 I'm gonna I make see. you fall for me just so I can it's watch, like... so I can crush you and watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line in that jam. It's a shame where he says, uh, "Why don't you free me from this prison?" Well, I served my time as your fool. <laughs> I said, "Yeah." Oh, man. That's the story of all our lives. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Sam, man. We 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 want to bombard you with questions, man. But you know, you 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 serve time as a Lakers as a Raptors head coach. Uh, what do you think of of the Raptors' rise? I mean, they're uh, they've had a great run. Um, and I guess the question is, I'd just like to hear your perspective, but, but are they over their heads now? You know, they, they, they uh, had a tough opening game with, um, oh, you can say it. Okay. Oh, Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> like, yeah. We have no shame here with, with Milwaukee. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think? Now, let's start with what you think about that. But i also just like to get your take on being in Toronto, being the head coach of Toronto. Well, first of all, I think living and, and working in Toronto was probably one of the best experiences of my life. Mm. Uh, the people there are great. Uh, the fans are unbelievable. Ownership and management are first class. Uh, they treated us players and coaches. Uh, have no complaint. And I think you can see now, now that 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 more with the team winning. And the thing I feel good about, it, and Chris Bosh and all the guys, that we were the first one to get that thing started by hanging a division banner in the in uh, Raptors up there. And uh, but it's a great place, man. And and I still go up there and visit a lot. I still go up there and do some work, some TV stuff. And I uh, go up there for my leisure time. I love mm-hmm. Toronto as a city. I love the Canadian people. I love the country. And so I have nothing but uh, unbelievable things to say about that country, that team, and that organization. But to your question, are they over the head? I don't think so. Look, first of all, Bill, we all got to acknowledge that the Milwaukee Bucks has been the best team in the NBA all year. Right, right. You know, so you don't you don't go through you go through an eighty two game schedule to for playoff positioning and to, and to show people who you are. So they've shown to people over the course of eighty two games that they're the best team. The question now is and, and then here in Toronto, they've proven they're the second best team. My only question for the Raptors is this. They proved last night for three quarters that they can hang or beat the Bucks. The question for the, Rap- the, the Raptors are, 
One, I don't know if Kyle Lowry can play like he played in one. That's right. the tough thing. <laughs> right. To lose game one when Kyle played the way he played was just unbelievable. And then, two, they're going to need somebody. You know, the first game, nobody goes to their bench. Right. It's that second game when the coaches go a little bit deeper in that bench. Where is Nick Nurse going to go to that bench to get some production? Because you're going to need Milwaukee. Is they have Giannis, but they are deep. Yeah. Toronto need another guy off that bench to give them a little bit of um. And if they can do that, they got a chance because they got to feel pretty good after game one. They actually had a chance to beat Milwaukee. Yeah, that, that's actually I was you know I was going to go there too as far as the bench was concerned. I mean the Bucks, I, I mean are Toronto's starters, you know, minutes wise played so many more minutes than the Bucks starters did. And then uh, Milwaukee went nine deep. Toronto only went eight deep. And I'm looking at the roster, and I and if you go from 10 to 13, I still like Milwaukee's 10 to 13 better than I like Toronto's 9 yep. to 13. So, so, I mean, do you th- do you believe that that they have that Nurse has an option on the bench? I mean, is that or does he have to stick with the starters for that for that long time? Well, well, that that's the only thing you know about that. That that comes from the coach, man, from being around a team for 90 plus games. But when you, when you go back into history and you look at Norman Powell. You look at Fred Van Fleet. You know, those guys have had big moments for the Raptors. And one of those guys are going to have to step up in this series. Uh, and it don't have, they don't have to do it for the next six games. Mm. But you need a different guy, if that's the case, by committed, to give you, you know, 12, 14, 16 points and just, and just keep that momentum riding. Because I don't think you can uh, – there's one or two things. If Nick Nurse thinks he can shorten his bench or shorten his rotation – because you got a day or two between each game, and he can grind out some wins and get this series uh, and, 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 and win a game, then he may do that. But normally, that first game, the coaches stick, you know, stick to their starters as much as they can. By that second game, they kind of loosen up a little bit and start playing other guys. Coach Mitchell, I wanted to ask you about Kawhi Leonard. He's had a very interesting season. He missed about 20 games. Uh, and also another thing with uh, Kawhi is that he really exceeded expectations because he had a, an injury that, that was pretty debilitating last year where he only played nine games last season and wasn't obviously when he played, he wasn't the same player. Did you expect Kawhi to play at such a level where now people are talking about him as possibly the best player in the game? Yes, <laughs> because the doctor, I didn't read, yeah, he had a tough injury, but I didn't read anywhere where it said that it was going to be 50-50 if he was going to be the same player now. Mm-hmm. So I always believe once Kawhi got healthy, why would he not return to one of the top five? He's always been in the last two, three seasons. He was always one of the top five, six players in the league. You know, I still right now would give that number one slot to that guy in Golden State that's hurt right now, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. because – at his height and his ability to do all the things that he can do, and, and the fact that he goes out and gets, you know, he's the lead after, what, 30, before he got hurt, 32 points a game, and you're playing with Steph, Tump, Steph uh, Curry and Clay Thompson. Right. That right there is a feat within itself. But I definitely think, look, if you got Kawhi Leonard on your, chan- on your team, you got a chance. The question is, is two things. Is Coach Nurse, is Nick Nurse, is he going to feel comfortable enough to dip into that bench a little bit more? Or does he really think he can grind this series out and win this series playing seven guys? Man, you said a bunch of stuff I wanted to ask you for. I mean, you, when you said about Durant, I know we're going to talk to that later. But, you know, as, as great as he is, what does it mean? I, I, I know we're going to, we, we want to finish talking about Toronto, but as great as he is, what does it mean that, that Golden State looks almost unbeatable with him or without him? Well, it just means how great the team is. I mean, Bill, look, let's just be honest, man. You got when Demarcus Cousins is healthy, you got five All Stars on your team. You got <laughs> arguably the number one point guard in all the league, and it depends on your cup of tea between Steph Curry and James Harden. So, I mean, well, so you I, got I, that. Harden's you got arguably the, the <laughs> best Harden. shooter. Yeah, and I'm just saying between Harden and Steph Curry, it just depends on your cup of tea. But wait, wait, you know, wait, I wait love a James Harden, but I love Steph Curry. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you you still on the Harden thing? I, 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 man, after after this third time, I said Harden cannot get to the playoffs unless he's got a unless a note from his mother. Hey man, Bill, <laughs> but guess what, man? But Bill, 
it, I, I'm never going to discount what a man did for 82 games. Okay. All right. You know, people can say what they want. 82 games don't count. Yes, they do. Second, yeah. James Harden, man, you, you know, you got to put in the effort for 82 games just to be in position to have a chance to win in advance in the playoff. Right. People, you just don't show up at the playoff. Now, when you have a team like Golden State, Jeff Curry can miss ten or 15, can take ten or fifteen games off. Right, right, right. Uh, Andre Iguodala, like he didn't even play the whole season <laughs> because they're right. that good a team. When you have an All Star at every position, think about that. Now they got the That's best. They, who's the who's the? I mean, when you start talking about two guards and shooting, who's much better than Clay Thompson? Mm. And then you look at a utility guy like Draymond Green. Then you look at Durant. Then you look at the Marcus Cousins. So they basically have an All Star at every position and. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, those two guys are going to be Hall of Famers for sure. Right, right. right. And, and, and maybe one of those other three guys have an outside chance. So you're playing with two and a half Hall of Famers, mm. not just All Stars, <laughs> and three other All Stars on your team. Right. Let me. I'm going to keep you on. I'm going to keep you on this best player in the world thing. We'll get back to the NBA playoffs, but this is another thing that bothers me a little bit about this discussion. So are we saying that that LeBron is he's not the best player in the world anymore? Wow, we didn't even. When last time LeBron played D, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look. To look, preserve himself. But, but again, to preserve. This guy done played 17 seasons. Right. Yeah. He don't miss games. He done played in nine straight finals. Right. LeBron James is getting older, guys. I mean, right. like, I, people act like it's blasphemy to say LeBron James got wear and tear on his body. But he was 27, yes. eight, 27 8 and 8 this year. Okay, and 27, 8, and 8, and where are the Lakers playing right now? <laughs> I hear you. They're they playing you. on, a, on okay. the beach. They're playing beach volleyball. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. James Harden gets to the second round of the playoffs and loses to Golden State, and people are killing him. LeBron James don't even get to the playoffs, and people keep throwing up his number, 27, 8, and 8. But wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. But, but, but at least, Sam, I mean, LeBron has won championship. He's lifted the trophy. He's lifted yeah. the trophy. And he has performed in the postseason. And the H-Tree Finals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hold hard, up, hold hard, up. Okay, I'll, hold I'll up. defer to you. I'm going to defend my boy James Harden. <laughs> y'all y'all, own, some, y'all own a see. resort or something together? Y'all own, own some property together? No, I don't. Dude, <laughs> first of all, I'm a LeBron James fan. Okay. Right. Not right. just about what he does on the court, but off the court even more. Right. That young man, to me, right. he has, when you look at what he's done with his school, He's never embarrassed himself or the league on or off the court. He's an exemplary person to to show you how a young man that has gained as much fame and wealth as he has, how to use it in a positive way. He takes a stand on social issues that other athletes run from. He takes it head on. So me being a little critical of LeBron because he's getting older, you got to understand, to me, I'm a LeBron James fan on and off the court because of what this young man, he's more than a basketball player to me. He is a young leader. And I, could, I wouldn't be surprised one day when LeBron James gets into his mid-40s that he doesn't take a bigger stand and maybe dabble in politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Governor of Ohio, mm-hmm. for sure. I really I believe that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I'm with you. And, 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 and again, I have But he's getting older, Bill. Hell, I'm 55. <laughs> you think I'm happy about being 55? Wow. That's, that's still young, man. has played 17, 18 years of professional basketball and don't take games off. Right. And nine straight finals. His game is going to slip a little bit. He can't play both ends like he used to be. Right. So I get it. So that's not being critical. That's just being truthful. And I just think, look, if after 17 years you're still the, in the top three best players in the league, I think that's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my issue is more just more with Harden. I mean, I'm, everything you said about LeBron, I co size this to me just with, 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 with Harden. I'm just like, well, just lift the trophy once. Unless you, unless you, you know, I mean, just Bill, or get to, okay. you know, finals. You get to the finals you once. Chris Paul as your running mate. <laughs> right. That's who true. That's play, a good point. Who can't play eight or two games. Right. Right. After Chris Paul, you got, uh, what is it, Gerald Green, who was sitting at home two years ago and when nobody <laughs> called him. You got Gerald Green. You got Eric Gordon, who has made an unbelievable comeback. But three years ago, people weren't knocking down the door to get Eric Gordon on their and, team. And Kenneth Fareed, too. 
Like he wasn't playing Thank you. at all. <laughs> so, so and then you got a guy. Then you got a center. Uh, I, I forget the big kid name. Oh, Clint um, Capella. Clint Capella. Yeah. Clint Capella, who had no skill when he came to the league. Yeah. So, I mean, let's look at who James Harden is playing with now. He might be. I drafted a, P.J. Tucker in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So it's not like <laughs> LeBron played with Chris Bosh, right. Ray Allen, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Wade. Right. Now, guys, come on. <laughs> now, come on now. Right, right. Now, if you give Cleveland? James Harden, hold up. Kyrie if you give up. James Harden a Chris Paul that's five years younger, a Ray Allen, and a Chris Bosh. Do you think James Harden will have a championship ring? Oh, if he gives sure. up the ball, <laughs> but he'll be closer. He'll be closer yeah. for sure. No question. I I think. Look, man, give it to who, and they can't do nothing with it. But shoot, when he give it to him, they can't make a play for James. Yeah. Guys, y'all don't understand. Right. James Harden, other than Chris Paul and Eric Gordon, James Harden has to hand deliver the ball to everybody on his team. No, that's true. Very true. He has to hand it to him. They might. They might they be. They go make a shot for themselves. They might be a victim of of the media in a in a way because Houston was so hyped up. You know, they they came off that great performance last year, but everybody was talking about they might be better this year. Yeah. Um, they struggled they when were really the, they were fourteen. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, and how they were the fourth seed. I don't know how everybody kept saying that they were a better team this year well, without without Ariza. Let's blame Houston. But let's blame Houston for that. Okay. Their general manager. Yes, yeah, right. right. Well, and yeah, now we're talking. Has right. put a target on Golden State, saying, right. "We're going to be." And, that, and the guys, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you do that, and you come up short, then people are going to criticize. You. Right. And I, I honestly think they don't have the team. Yeah, they had. They probably had Golden State last year, mm-hmm. but they don't have the personnel from one through thirteen. Mm-hmm. To, to beat Golden State, right? I just don't think. Chuck, so. does any? Hey, hey uh, two, two, two things. I know we want to ask you, man. There's so much stuff we want to ask you, man. This is this is great talking about the great Sam Mitchell. But uh, I, I want to ask you about um, go back to Toronto. You think Kawhi's going to stay in Toronto? I know you you had great things to say about Toronto. I'm going to be there Sunday. I hope. But so, do you think Bill. he's going to stay there? I, I, I hope so, man. Because I just think if he leaves Toronto, now you're looking at the, the only really dominant team, two teams in the East. Is Milwaukee and then Philadelphia, and and a lot going to depend on who stays with Philadelphia. Can they keep Jimmy Butler? Can they keep some of those guys? So now you're just looking at Milwaukee. So basically, what you're going to have, you're going to have the Golden State Warriors reinvented in the in the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee. And I just think right now, and I love basketball, obviously. I just think there needs to be a little bit more parity, man. There needs to be Golden State is basically getting ready to walk into the NBA Finals. Because I don't think Portland can beat them. Right. I love Damian Lillard. I think Terry Stotts has done a phenomenal job with the group that he has. But I think at the end of the day, I just don't think they have. They can beat right. Golden State in the seven-game series. Right. Right. So Golden State, if they win this series 4-1 or 4-2, they basically would have walked into the NBA Finals. Right. And it's not- a lot easier than what they did last year. <laughs> when they were more healthier. Right. Right. It's not clear to me that they could beat Mil- I mean, that Milwaukee could beat them. I- honestly, I mean... You know, the more... But the, see, I think Milwaukee can beat them. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're deep. Dude, that, to me, the best and, series and to look long. at, the best series going to be, if, they, if, it, if it comes to fruition, Milwaukee and Golden State, wouldn't you like to see Giannis and KD go at each other? Oof. Guard Oof. each other? Yeah. yeah. As long as Two KD's back, brother. 7 footers that are freak of nature. Right. Wouldn't that be something yeah. for those two guys to have to match up? Yeah, and like, and like you said, Milwaukee has been the best team in the NBA this yeah. year. So, you know, I, oh, you, yeah. got, you got to give them a shot against and, Golden State. And there's no question. an interesting stat about Milwaukee. They have, like, the, they had the most double-digit victories, like top seven in NBA history. All the other seven teams won the title how, how in they, every one of those seasons. So they're, like, the trajectory, yeah. they have that trajectory. But, but Coach Mitchell, I wanted to skip to the draft lottery, actually. Zion Williamson is My dude, the, I coached Zion. No, hey, that's, what I was about, <laughs> that's what I was about to Coaching ask. for two years at Adidas Nation. Zion Williams' stepdad went to Columbus State in my hometown. Wow. So I've been knowing his stepdad since I've been in high school. Uh, wow. So, so, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I know Zion and, very well. And also, like, you put the ball in his hands to play point. So he can come yes. in and maybe play point center. Like, what are the possibilities of Zion Williamson and how great he Unlimited. can be? Unlimited. First of all, if he stays healthy, don't have any major injuries, 
let me tell you, people don't understand about Zion. He can play point forward. Mm-hmm. He can he can play any position on the court. Second, he is a he is the nicest young man like that you're ever gonna meet. I'm telling you, he is, and it's true. It ain't fake. And last but not least, the least important thing of the three to me, what he could do on the basketball court is unreal. Right. When I coached him, I played him, and I played him. I had him with all the other top players at Adidas at the time. And I played him at point four. I ran, I put, I ran him pick and roll with him handling the ball. Sometimes he set the pick, sometimes he handled the pick. And Zion Williams is a better shooter mm. than what you think. But right. in the NBA, the way the game is wide open and with the rules, he's going to shoot about 12 free throws a game. Right. Mm. I'm telling you, it's going to be – because, dude, physically, who can – people don't understand how quick he is. Right. He's, he's as quick as Chris Bosch, and he's more powerful and explosive than Charles Barkley. Right. Right. He right. has the power and explosiveness of a Shaquille O'Neal in his body. Right. Right. And that's, a, that's the think thing. think about that. That's the thing. People don't, people don't really give him credit for the other stuff, for like the ball handling, yes. uh, the passing. One of, one of, the, one Dude, of the best parts of his passer. game is the passing. People don't talk about that. He can pass better yeah. than – I'm telling you, man, he is a complete player, guy. And, and the on and, ball. And on top of that, he is a beast. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw Zion Williams play against a kid, another McDonald's All American. <laughs> don't name right. him. Don't name him. <laughs> I'm not gonna call the name. Oh, no, I'm not gonna call the name. And, <laughs> Do we know? And, him? And, and and so let me tell you though, guy, he did the kid so bad he destroyed. <laughs> now this kid, this kid is a McDonald's All American. <laughs> right. He destroyed it. So after the game, I'm sitting down with the kid and I'm like, dude, I didn't know you and Zion didn't like each other. He said, Coach, why'd you say that? I said, Well, damn. Well, went at you like he like like you slapped his mama. <laughs> he said, Coach. He says, then I find out he and Zion are best friends. <laughs> the thing about Zion is when he walks out on that court, he cuts nobody no slack. Wow, mm-hmm. and, wow. Period. And, and what was crazy in the Michigan Nobody. The, and like in the Michigan State game, you saw cats were shook to go in the paint. Like when Zion was on hey, defense, man. they they didn't want to go in the paint because they know Zion was going to block the shot or something. Like he intimidates cats, you know, for sure. He's the real deal, man. I'm telling you. So he what? is. The New Orleans Pelicans, if I was Anthony Davis, I might go to management and say, you know what? I think I may want to stay. Mm. That's what I was going to ask because you, Sam. Yeah. How do you match up with Zion Williams and Anthony Davis? So you, you think you think he makes an immediate impact? Like Dude, obviously he's gonna make a immediate, but I mean an immediate an immediate all star type if, impact. If Anthony Davis stays in New Orleans with Zion and with Drew Holiday, the New Orleans Pelicans would not only make the playoffs, they would not make it as an eight seed. They may be a four or five seed next year. Really, really? he is that freaking good, guys. So is he gonna make the all star team? I. Uh, they only take 12. Right. You never know. I really believe if I was betting right now, I bet yes. So, so if you were in New Orleans, now let's say you were the GM, what would you, what conversation, or A, what would you say to, to Zion? Because there's some talk, I know his stepfather came out and said, no, 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 Zion is very happy to be in New Orleans. So A, what would you tell Zion just about the PR and, 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 and how great New Orleans is? And then what would you tell um, um, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis, about what pitch job would you give him about why he should stay? Well, the first thing, Zion Williams is a Southern kid. So he's going to be fine in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He's from South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to be fine in New Orleans. All right? Everybody wants, now look, everybody wants to go to New York. Everybody wants to go to L.A. Everybody wants those big markets. But guess what? There's only so you got more small, medium-sized, and smaller market teams than big markets. Only so many guys. The reality of it is, Zion's going to be in New Orleans mm-hmm. for at least five years. All right? I, what I would tell Zion, and, I, and you don't have to tell him this, he's so ecstatic to be in the NBA, to be the number one pick. And, guys, you know how it is. When you get to that city and the people start loving on right, you, right. you're not going to want to leave. Look at Paul George. Who would have thought Paul George would stay in OKC? When he could have went home to L.A. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
and, and New Orleans. That's my favorite yeah, city. Yeah, I'd rather in, be in, in New Orleans in, than in, OKC. Okay, that's my favorite I know, they talk about New Orleans. Five years. Right. And they got five years to love on. Exactly. Yeah, they talk about like Indianapolis or something. I'm hearing people say, well, what's Good, I, I, good I, I, food, I, I great food. Like, what's wrong with New Orleans, man? He'll well. be just fine out there. Exactly. He's going to, he is going to, let me tell you something. There are going to be guys having Don Williams flu the night before. Because <laughs> <laughs> they ain't never seen, they see these young guys that play against Charles Park. Right, right. They never experienced a guy that's 6'7", 260, 270, quicker than them, jump higher, Strong, fat, and more explosive. They never experienced that before. Right. Wow. Zion Williams is Charles Barkley on steroids. <laughs> or, you know, another cat I was thinking about, Larry Johnson, too. Yeah, Larry Johnson, with, Larry, Larry Johnson with a handle. Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson yeah. with a handle a little quicker. Now, Larry Johnson, <laughs> you know? though, but Larry Johnson, I played against Larry. Larry, as big as Larry was, uh-huh. he was as much finesse as power. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zion yeah. is just pure, <laughs> pure power. power. Right. Now, he has finesse, but he'll tell you, Coach, I rather, instead of go around the guy, I'd rather go through him. Because Oof. the next time, he's going to get out the way. That's, That's right. his mentality. That's will, right. that, will that work That's in right. the NBA? Hell yeah, working in <laughs> You know how I many guys I see run out the way when Shaq came down the lane? Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and just the NBA being so wide open compared to, I think he'll be a better M- NBA player than, than college. Yeah. You could pack him in Dude, college. He's going to be a zone. much better NBA player. Right. Right. Uh, coach, um, free agency. <laughs> oh, wow. The drama that's going Uh-oh. to happen. The NBA even pushed the date earlier for free agency to start this summer. What do you see? What do you see happening? Do you see KD going to New York? Do you see Kyrie going to New York? Do you see Brooklyn having a chance at any of the free agents? What What do you see? Like, like Kawhi to LA, the Clippers. You know, what do you think? Man, I don't know. I keep hearing uh, uh, Kyrie going to New York with KD and all of this stuff. But I tell you what, man, it's going to be a great off season. Right. Free agency start. I think it's going and it's going to be some teams left at the altar. Man, the interesting thing to me is. Who are the Lakers going to be able to get to come? So now that Magic is gone, mm. and you don't have a Tyron Lue as the coach, mm. you got Frank Vogel, mm. and well, really Jason LeBron King. is sitting there. <laughs> the question is, do the Lakers have enough to attract the top-tier free agents to come play with LeBron? Right. If they don't, then it's going to be interesting to see what they do with LeBron after that because if, right. if LeBron comes back next year and all they add is a draft pick, LeBron, it's just going to be interesting, guys, because, you know, the Lakers, when you sign LeBron James, you're signing signing up for a championship. Right. Mm. Right. To compete for one. You're not signing up just to be a playoff team. You know, you're signing LeBron James for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, for those caliber players to come play with him. So it's just going to be interesting to see who they can get. Now, I think they're going to get a couple of guys, but they may not get a guy like Kyrie or Durant. But they may get a Jimmy Butler or someone like that. Are you still well, – well, two things. How did you feel about how they treated Tyron Lue? And, and how do you think uh, about uh, John Beeline going to Cleveland and then the fact that, that um, they, hire, they hire your guy, L.A.? They interview, they interview Jason Kidd. They clearly love him. But they give the job to this other guy and then say, but make you his head coach. So what do you – I mean, and then they kind of disrespected Tyron Lue. What do you think of those, those moves? As, as a former head well, coach. Well, obviously it hurts, man. When you look at, obviously, you know, our country still got some strides to make, but right. I'm going to say this. <laughs> right. I, I know John Beeline. I think John Beeline is a hell of a coach, man. Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched this guy coach and compete in the Big Ten and win games with not near the talent, without McDonald's All-Americans, without mm-hmm. the Fab Five, without all that, and compete for championships. So, it's hard to say to be disparaging against John Beeline. This is how I look at it like this. I can't get mad at John Beeline because the people in Cleveland treated him right. Right, 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 right. Get mad. This, this is an individual, this is an individual thing. Be mad at the Lakers if you felt like they didn't treat Tyron Lue right. right. But you can't be mad at the whole league because to me, it comes down to a case by case basis. I think Tyron Lue did the right thing and turned down the job. Because he's got two years left on his Cleveland deal. Why am I going to take the Lakers job for three years? Right. When I can sit at home and make money. And, then, you know, I, and he right. just did the right thing. Right. But, but, but 
it's just weird, man. Again, like you said, you like Jason Kidd, but you won't Frank Vogel. Man, people know that. The players are going to listen to the guy with the head coach title, mm-hmm. period. Jason Kidd can be great and all that, but if he ain't the head coach and he ain't controlling the minute, Right. All right, Coach, I'll holler at you later. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> hey, hey, Sam, before, before we let you go, man, this has been tremendous. This has been, oh, by the way, James Harden. Yeah, I'm going to send you guys a beer, first of all. I need to send y'all a beer. Y'all wearing <laughs> wait, me out, man. Wait, 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 wait. We go from, we go from hey, digging, di- digging in the barrel to now you going to hey, send us a bill. <laughs> hey, y'all talking about the mother folks. Hey, y'all talk about the mother folks. Man, y'all got me on here free all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> only, one, only one getting paid here is Nabate. <laughs> hey, I hey, can hey, believe that. Hey, hey, hey just, just, just uh, two things, as, as they say, well, you've been on the show before we let you go, Coach. But, but, but um, you, you spent a year with Penny uh, down at, uh, yeah. at, at at University of Memphis. Uh, what was that like? Just being in that, being around young young people. And do you think there's hope for young people coming coming up? What 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 did you think about your your, your year Bill, that you spent with you. those 18, 17, 18, 19 year olds? Bill, the reason I did it is twofold. Penn and I are friends, and we talked. He wanted me to do it. Second, I wanted to see how college basketball was. Mm. I just want to see for myself. You hear all the stories. So first of all, I enjoyed it. Darius, hope for our people because we had some tremendous young men on the team. And all the young men that came through that door that I got to meet and be around on day day basis, I feel good about our country. I really do going forward. I know it don't seem that way, but these young people, man, are galvanized. Mm. They're they're informed. And I'll tell you something. As a 55-year-old man, I feel good about the future of this country with the young people because these young people are the ones going to change. They're going to get the guns out the bad people's hands. They're going to fix our environment. They're going to make sure we can drink the water. I keep laughing all the time about people. They keep thinking because they got a lot of money, they're going to be okay. But I don't care how much money you got. If you can't breathe the air and drink the water, <laughs> what you going to do? Because now I'm reading, the bottle water is, 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 is taken. <laughs> so, so you can't con us no more with the bottle water. It's just the tainted as the tap water. So at some point, we're going to have to wake up as a, as a, as a world and realize we got to take better care of what God has given us. Well, y'all hear this all the time. Talent that is not used correctly will be taken away from you. So my suggestion to, to, to the people of the United States and the world, take this gift that God gave us, this planet, and be respectful of it and take care of it. No question. No question. Well, I, I wish, man, to you, from, from your mouth to God's ears, I, I hope. Hey, hey Sam, <laughs> I, I guess it's been just the, the great Sam Mitchell, uh, a former head coach in Toronto. Uh, you see him or you hear him on uh, Sirius. You see him on NBA TV. What, what's next, man? Do you have any any great ventures coming up? Well, I'm doing some things, man. I just uh, I'm in, investing in a, a series of Tex-Mex restaurants called Barbarossa. Okay, what's and it called? And then I'm doing some other things. And then I'm, getting, I'm actually going to fly to Milwaukee tomorrow. I'm going to do game two. Okay. Of nice. the Bucks uh Raptor series. Nice. Oh, for so, TSN? For TSN? Yeah, for TSN. Okay. Yeah, Canadian station. Yeah, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, great, great. So give it give us your give us your predictions now. Uh East, West, and the champion. Well, I think it's gonna come down. And I love the Raptors, but I think it's gonna come down between the Bucks and the uh and the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm gonna surprise you guys. Depending on if Cousins and and uh, I don't know, man. I think it's I think if, if Milwaukee and Golden State play in the finals, like I think, I really think it's going to be a toss up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I really do, man. Because Brook Lopez can play. I coached Brook and, and when I was in New Jersey. Brook can play. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee may not have a one, but Chris Middleton, he's just a step low and all stuff. But he's got a good deep team, guys. Mm, yeah, good, man. And got the home field. The, excuse me, the home court too. Yeah, people forget that. Got home court. Well, we'll have we'll have you on again, Sam. After Milwaukee upsets uh, 
uh, uh, Golden State. I can't see it. No, after Milwaukee upsets Portland, still, still for free though. Still for free. <laughs> still for free. Still for free. <laughs> no, we'll, get, we'll give, we'll give you dinner when you come to New York. Nabate will and and, and uh, Jamal will take you out to dinner. Oh, All for right. sure. We'll and take I'll, you to I'll, Peter Luger's. Peter Luger's in Brooklyn and Williamsburg. Easy <laughs> now. My pockets. You know, I had a great Jamal just, had, just, Jamal just had another kid. So. <laughs> hey, Sam. Thank you so right, much, guys. man. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank, thank you, so Coach Mitchell. Right. Appreciate welcome. you, sir. Yes, sir. Take care now. All right. Bye, guys. The great Sam. Mitchell. That was great. That was fun. Yes, that was indeed. Fun. Yes, indeed. And a Virgo. You know James Harden is a Virgo, too, since we're all right. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know why he's so hard on him, Bill. Come on. Uh, it'll be easy on him. Yeah, but what did he say that was kind of interesting uh, about Harden? I don't know, man. I mean, I know you guys feel, but, uh, you know, I, I, you can't put Harden in the same breath as LeBron. I mean, nah, he, nah. he's held a trophy, man. Mm-hmm, I mean, nah. mm-hmm. you know. And the fact is, I mean, his – I mean, uh, I give him credit for those regular seasons. He deserved that MVP last year. Mm-hmm. He probably won't get it this year, but he he had an MVP type season this year. Um, but his his numbers come do come down a little in yeah. the playoffs. It's not as if he's giving you that same exact production in the playoffs. I get it. He's he's playing better teams. You're playing better teams, but the the cream of the crop, the KDs. Uh, Kawhi's right now, LeBron when he's in the playoffs, mm-hmm. even Greek Freak, they're staying, their level is, is staying where they were in the regular season. But, so they're a step ahead, I think. But but Coach Mitchell was, he was, he was I kind of see what he was saying about the personnel. Yeah, because, that's true. Because two years ago when Harden didn't have Chris Paul, he led the league in assists. Like my, Coach D'Antoni's first year coaching the Rockets put him as the point guard. And then we see the skill set James Harden had. He had yeah, the skill set at Oklahoma yeah. City, a great facilitator. Yeah. There's no question he has skill. There's yeah. no question he's. It's so funny. Yeah. R.J. Barrett could be the could be a bigger James Harden. We mm. think that's about a lot, that. That's a lot to put on. Oh no! But seriously, with the ball handling, the playmaking ability, I don't lefty, think he's qu- quite the score yet. But uh, oh, like shooter, like he's not like well, Harden could shoot. Like, but, but James, good form, all that. J- well, James mm-hmm. had to improve his shooting too. You know, it would be well, interesting. You know, volume shooter, like like Barrett was. James was in uh, Arizona State. It would be mm-hmm. interesting to go back. Interest is terrible. Go back five years, like we talking about what Bear is going to be. Go back five years to the dra- NBA draft, mm-hmm. and let's kind of find out who now in five years. What maybe we do when we come back yeah. from break and we bring in Aaron. Uh, we could go back five years at five the draft of 20, uh, 2014 and find out who in that group we're talking about now. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. And if any of our uh, Millions of listeners have that idea. You know, you could, you know, tw- well, it's too late. That was a weak draft, by the way. I just pulled it up. A. Oh. Bennett. <laughs> no, Andrew an- Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, Anthony, excuse me. No, it was Anthony 2013. Are you going to 14? 14, yeah. 14. So, so, wait, let's do it. We said we'll come back. All right. Let's, let's kind of give him some, you know, hang on. Right. So, we'll be right back. And we come back, we're going to look at the 2014 draft mm-hmm. and find out five years later, who are we talking about? Then we can make those predictions here in five years. Who will we be talking about in this draft? So we'll be right back, and we'll be back with the great Aaron Matthewson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Check it out. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to Bill Roden on sports here with Nabate Isles. We're here with the great Jamal Murphy. And we brought in the wonderful Aaron Mathewson, who's going to tell us. We're still coming up with names for Aaron's statement, you know, Aaron, Aaron tells all, Aaron tells us. But before we left, we were, we were talking about that 2014 draft. And actually, it wasn't really, it wasn't bad, right? And I think five years is a, is a, uh, is a good, um, you know, is a good, uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, Bob, you could, you could, because we have, we were calling out some names. Right. And, and actually, if we, if we agree to five years is a reasonable. That's reasonable. Amount of time. Mm-hmm. So look, we have some good names, right? From, yes, from 20, 2014. I mean, the best player. Well, there's two. I mean, you know, I mean, you got MB, MB at three. MB went three in that in that 2014 draft, and and Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, 41, 41, second round. round. Those are the two best players in this draft. Yeah, you would say probably Jokic because 
no one thought that at four, you know, of being right. a second round pick. Right. He was and, a throw, almost a throwaway. Right. And then Embiid having the injury problems too. That's the only thing. I mean, who? That's a, who would you go with Embiid or Jokic? Like if right. you do a redraft. Well, no, again, <laughs> knowing what you know now, that'd be tough. But then you say, what do you think? Joe Harris was in that draft? Yeah, 33. Oh, there's a bunch of guys who are, who are playing, you know, at a decent level. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was a second-round pick. Yeah, uh, like good good role yeah, player starter role guys. Players. Ronnie Hood about to get paid Ronnie Hood with was his 23. performance in the postseason with Portland. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Zach Levine was 13. Yeah, He's like, having a great, he had a great right. year. Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Gary. So, so who do we think in five years is kind of tough? And our guy Aaron Gordon, too. Oh, Aaron Number Gordon, four, who, who, uh, coach friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who do we think in five years we're going to be talking about? Do you think in, in twenty? Uh, damn, that makes me well. Mad. Definitely Zion. I don't have. Any <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. it's definite? Barring yeah, for me, barring injury is definite for me. Um, after yeah, that, for sure. I mean, Barrett? the consensus right now is the top. There's a there's three really good players in the draft, and, and there's a little, successful. and then everybody else is kind of questionable. Um, but you got Ja Morant. Supposed to be number two, and mm-hmm. then you got R.J. Barrett yeah. three. I think those are legit guys. Those are legit. Um, for me, I like Jared, uh, Jared Culver. I like Texas him too. Tech. He's long, rangy, and he's someone that he just has to be. He just has to improve on being able to create his own shot off the dribble. But he can do both. He could be a Jimmy, a bigger Jimmy Butler, and he's he's drawing comparisons to Paul George too. So I, I like him as yeah. well. So I guess the question should have been who was who were we excited about. In 2014, at 2014. Well, obviously, the number one pick was Andrew Wiggins. That's who everybody was excited about. And he's been, you know, I mean, he puts up decent numbers, but people wanted a lot more than he gave them. Right. And Jabari Parker was number two. You could you could put injuries in there. Injuries, yeah, injuries. But what do we say about Zion? We said right injury, and 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 in our business, in 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 sports and play, Mm -hmm. injuries are all part of it. And it's funny, Wiggins never had injuries. It's mental with him. It seems like especially after he got that rookie extension, getting around thirty-five per for the next he's five done. years. He's yeah, done. he's pretty, and he and it's, and he played his best basketball under Sam Mitchell when Sam Mitchell mm. was the coach in Minnesota. Mm. Then what happened? He he regressed a little bit, mm. you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I loved. I gotta say, I went on. I thought Gary Harris. Gary Harris should have not went to nineteen. He went too far further down. I thought he would be the best player to draft. I'm gonna say that, and and he's he's playing near all star level, uh, for sure. But there's so so many weapons with and now. Jokic is the main guy with Denver, but I loved Gary Harris, and I still I still think he can make a couple all star teams. But obviously, he won't be the best player in this draft. That's Jokic and Embiid now, you know. But yeah. but Gary Harris is playing. He's better than Andrew Wiggins now. Right. He's better than Jabari Parker now, you know. But now let's so. let's, let's bring some some. Uh, some uh, female energy up in here. Yes, <laughs> yes. We've been the guy, the guy, is that, is that what it's called? Female, female energy. Female energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's Female energy. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron uh, so how are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, we're about to find out. You're going to give us all the news that's, you know, fit to print stuff that because we we just been three guys up here yucking it up mm-hmm. with no female energy. But very cool, very good conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so what's going on, Aaron? Just, you, you know, what what's happening? Well, okay. So maybe I don't know if we will change this, but I think we should call this segment "Trip and Check." Mm. And I say that because I think you know we could put, we could talk about issues and be like you know are they tripping or is this okay? No trip. Oh, trip and check, check. not trip and check. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> trip and check. Maybe I like it. I like it. Trip and check. I like that. Well, yeah. maybe, depending on what it is, we got trip and check or yeah. trip and check. Exactly. All right. Well, so what what is this week? Is it trip and check? And this this week? This week exactly. Well, I just, so did you guys hear about the whole issue with Alicia Montano and and the Nike paying? Uh, Oh, yeah. Contracts. Yep. yeah, yeah, explain yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which actually, think, uh, Bill Roden brought that to my attention, so thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so basically, it's kind of weird. So um, Alicia Montano went uh, to the New York Times last week, produced a really cool op-ed, video op-ed, saying that, um, you know, she's a professional runner. She's got many, her accolades are great. And she got pregnant, told Nike, and they said, okay, cool, we're gonna just going to pause your contract, and we're not going to pay you. And she was like, "That doesn't make sense. I need money. This is how I make my life. This is how I make my living." Um, so she left Nike, went to Asics, mm. and Asics threatened to do the same thing. Oh wow! And so essentially, oh. so you know, she's saying, you know, Nike is all about empowerment over adversity, and they're talking about, you know, uh, wow. just do it, dream big, dream crazy. 
Serena Williams did mm-hmm. that campaign, but mm-hmm. but not when it comes to maternity leave. It sounds like. Um, so that's basically the issue that that they don't give maternity leave. So Nike told the Times that they now they weren't inconsistent across sports, but now they do. Um, they will pay you through pregnancy, but there's no maternity leave, mm. and um, and they can, they reserve the right to to stop paying you at any time for any reason, doesn't matter right. about whether you're pregnant <coughs> or anything like that, and so it just seems like in 2019, it sounds bizarre, but there are it, but the U.S. does there is no national maternity leave, so right? It's, right. It's bigger. It's bigger than Nike, but also come on, Nike, and mm. it could. It could have been a situation where they could have used that for women empowerment from the standpoint of like a woman could be, you know, an exemplary athlete, but also be a mother as well, be a nurturing mother. That is a great campaign they could have used. And it shows little girls that like Serena set the tone being what, two months pregnant, winning the Australian Open. I I think they were almost saying, I don't know if it was in her case, but you almost women who are like pregnant early like that played. Right. To, mm-hmm. to, so they can get paid. Right. right. Well, some, somebody told the Times she would never tell Nike that she was pregnant. Mm. And I'm, I don't know how you hide that, but I was like, wow. Like, do you have to be currently in events? Like, is there anything? I, th- I guess there's a performance standard that mm. you have to meet. And if you don't meet that, you get a pay reduction. Mm. And I, I mean, I understand they want to give money to people who are, but it's like, but pregnancy, that's. That's an act of nature. There, there should be some, there should be some policy. Now, now it could be maybe for your top end athlete. I don't know if, if you do sort of like a if you're higher end, like we won't treat Serena like that. But you, you're telling your female athlete, and again, this is like with the Castro Somalia thing. This is something that only women athletes have to deal with. Right, right, right. You know, men don't have to deal with this. I mean, you know, if men, if men you know, it's, it, with with Castro was <coughs> testosterone. Right. Men don't have to. Men, men, they'll have to have to deal with if they've got too much. Um, t- uh, What's the um, estrogen? Yeah, you know, so, and here, this is just a a female issue. That if you're a woman and you sign with Nike, did I get married? Now I want to have a child. Now it's like that becomes an issue. Right. You know, when am I going to get paid? You know, maybe it should be, I don't know what it should be. What should the policy be that's a fair policy? So, well, let me, I'd like Hmm. to, so, um, Montano had to, since there was no maternity leave for her, she would, she had to get herself back in shape. Like I think within I think she had six months she did her first race after after, after giving after birth and Ooh. she 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 ran with a taped stomach because I think uh. she was still yeah and she kept doing that and she I think she was in Beijing or she was at some um, event and she had to pump and send breast milk back to her That's baby unreal. so that just so she didn't miss that and she could get money and I'm like that just isn't oh my a God. lot oh so I, I I think maternity leave. <laughs> Having a maternity leave policy, like get just get up to date. Maybe you, I don't know if it was an oversight. Apparently, there are four men running this the contract or the sponsorship contract division of Nike. I don't know if they just didn't never brought right. attention or what. But. Yeah, I mean, and in the larger context of even Roe v. Wade is under attack. I mean, you know, in Alabama, uh, the um, uh, in Alabama, the, what is it, Supreme Court, in Alabama? What uh, uh, it wasn't the Supreme Court. We should get that right. Um, but the, they, they, the governor, the governor, governor Alabama, Alabama, right? They now have the, the, probably the most backwards, uh, hardline policy on abortion in the nation, right? You know, so and things are only going to get worse because you got the conservatives uh, yes. entrenched in, in in the uh, Supreme Court, yep. And and Trump has put more judges, uh, has appointed more judges in in the time he's been there than than mm-hmm. way more than Obama did. So so, 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 so elections so, have consequences. So almost almost do you fault? Do you fault Obama? Oh, do you fault Obama? In other words, if if this is the tack, should Obama and, and Clinton should they have been more yes forceful <laughs> in pushing through well, yeah, this I mean, liberal agenda? In other yeah. words, making sure the Supreme Court was was and and every court below was totally liberal. Well, or, it, or I left. Mean, it's all it's known. Democrats have always they always try to play they try to play nice and try to play. Fair, and, and then yeah, the other side, the, the other side is not playing those games. Right. So you need to stop bringing you know knives to gunfights. Basically, <laughs> that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're back to uh, the mid twentieth century, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, that's yeah. what we're back to. You know, like it, it's it's heading in that direction with um, 
you know, with uh, the the emphasis of uh, racism and sexism. Unsh- you know, it's going back to right. that, you know. So the, 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 the Supreme Court didn't pass it. The, the Alabama senators passed it, and then um, the, the governor signed it. Okay. In Ala- so it's just in Alabama now. Right. That's a, yeah, well, right. but there are all these other, there are oh, other these states, states that are, that are not similar. following yeah, to... But, right. but Alabama's is the strictest. Like, they're basically saying almost everything is a, penalty, a, a felony. Mm. I mean, and it's a felony. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. Oh. I guess the... The, the question is, I mean, I know this is a, you know, bros pod. We talk a lot about sports, but this is um, a very, I mean, what do you do to stop this? Because, I mean, you know, we're talking about a, uh, what did Nancy Pelosi say? We're in a constitutional crisis when you've got people just basically saying this is our agenda and we're pushing it through and the people's voices don't really matter. And pulling 180s, completely yeah. 180s to what, what was set in the struggle of, of the people that, that, you know, that we're able to enhance the rights of all the people. That's what right. it's all about in right. this country, right? Well, you, it's you, for you the know, people, the, right? the, 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 There's a reason that the, the slogan is, the struggle continues. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Right. It's, and that's what exactly what it means. I think sometimes we say, well, we did this, and right. okay, right. let's kind of... No, this is a persistent, ongoing, existential battle that mm-hmm. never ends. And once you pull back, whatever that force is, do what they do in, uh, in Alabama, do what they're doing in the White House. I mean, you, there's almost this constant struggle. Sometimes I just think that, um, I, I don't know. Well, that's, that'll be another show. But, I mean, but the struggle, maybe we should, maybe we should call the segment the struggle continues. <laughs> <laughs> or we, we got to have one of the, that has a to be segment. one of the segments. Right? A segment right. called the struggle, struggle continues. continues. Well, yeah. even looking, I'm sorry, I, I, even the past segment, we talk about uh, uh, what happened in, with the coaching stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, you know, with Jason Kidd, a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame coach, you know, mm-hmm. two, you know, been with Brooklyn and Milwaukee, yep. and then they give this white guy right. the, the job. So, well, but we'll make you an assi- his assistant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's almost like at every, almost like at every level. What else you got, Aaron? Anything else? Uh, anything else that we should know about? Well, I just, well, I think I just wanted to wrap it up by saying you no. said what could be done. I yeah. think by Montano going to the Times and doing this video op-ed, basically. Sh- kind of shaming Nike essentially and just like kind of she in the video she actually shows clips from uh the Kaepernick ad Mm. and Serena ad where they're like you know dream crazy and she's basically saying except if it's maternity leave that you're dreaming about I think that I think you know that's a way to 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 get a company to do what you want them to do um so hopefully other you know she'll get support uh as far as the Oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully, other com- like uh, the competitors, like well, well Under Armour, I don't know if they'll do that. Um, yeah. You know, that's well, all. So, but, but she, <laughs> she, somebody, I mean, she had to hold their feet to the fire. I mean, nobody's mm-hmm. voluntarily doing this. Yep. You right. know, so She's that. Mad. Yeah, as she, as she should be. She's in China having to send breast milk back to. I mean, that, Jesus. that's. So didn't make any sense. I mean, and I know she's not the first woman who's had to jump through hoops to make, you know, to be able to work. But it's like, wow. Um, as far as the the abortion ban, I mean, I think it's just scary. It's um, the, all these. Uh, I feel like they have, the, like they said, you have this conservative Supreme Court. So all these, you know, any states that are about abortion or, or banning abortion um, are going to take advantage. I don't know if we're always safe. No, it's not safe. It's I mean, not safe. I know they want you to think they, you know, Republicans. They want you to think it's safe, or, the, or at least during the election, they want to. They say, "Oh, you know," they get up there and say, "You know, I believe in precedent. You know, we're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade." And then, as soon as they get in, and it, just like other issues where they where they're like, "Oh, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that," as soon as they get into office, they start doing this and that. So it's not safe at all. I mean, if this happens in Alabama, why does it happen in Alabama? Because they have Republican controlled House and Senate in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So wherever that's the case. Um, you, right. you can look for it to happen, and then they're going to be when it when it eventually gets to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I mean, look look what happened. And, you know, and, and you know who selects the Supreme Court judges? The right. president, right? And so, we, we saw and that. Women, and women support the president. Well, Need I say more? Yeah, not black no, I'm saying I'm saying some women, some women. Right. I'm sorry, but there there's a big movement right. of those women that support the president. And I've right. been told that this is really an issue about class because I think if you have good health care, there are ways to get an abortion and just have it not be called that. Right, so, right. You know, like I feel like white women are going to be able to get abortions. Right, right. right. Or, but, or the women of means. White women with means. Women with means exactly. Mm-hmm. But women, if you're poor, probably first of color, immigrant, it'll be harder. Right. And, wow. That's what it's all about. That's America right there. Uh, 
<laughs> so, Eric, anything else? Anything with Jay Z, Kanye? Any, any <laughs> yeah. anything um, lighter? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, I don't know if you guys have heard about that movie, Loquisha. Oh, I did hear. I saw. I saw. I heard a segment on the Breakfast Club talking about it. So it's Sounded about a bad. white man who wants a job in radio. He can't get it, so he pretends to be a black woman, like a hood black woman named oh. Loquisha. Name oh, Loquisha. Lord. And he apparently, and he, but he, somehow he didn't interview for this job, so they never saw that he's actually a white man. And people are, are, it's just the trailer has come out. I don't think the movie is out. And so, you know, there's already there's a lot of controversy about is this okay? No, it's not okay. Well, and the, the guy who made it, I don't have his name at the moment. He, um, he compared it to White Chicks, which uh, mm. Marlon Wayans. Mm. And Sh- Sean, Sean, Sean and Marlon. Yeah, yeah, they did, and you know, they they assumed they were actually in whiteface. Right. Um, and then you know, sorry to bother you. Just came out where the uh, the black man or the black character um, has a uh, what is it a telemarketing job, and he uses white voice uh, to to be successful. So people are saying, you know, the only thing is, uh, you know, when people use white voice, they it's 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 treated as as a um, intelligent. Yeah, intelligent. Or correct. Right. So, so correct. Right. In this case, the story was. The, the story of the movie is this: this white guy wants to be a radio host. He's like, "Oh, they're not hiring. You know, white guys can't get jobs all of a sudden." So he, so he, right. so he becomes a black so woman named Lo, and he calls himself Loquisha, and he gets on air, starting to talk about, you know, my baby daddy, da 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 da, you know, and and it works because black women right. and Loquisha always get right, right, jobs that right. white men don't. As, as if that's what it takes <laughs> to to succeed. You know, it's like, right. you know. Women named Loquisha are doing way better than white men in society, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Which I think speaks to a fear that I, you know, I do hear people saying, "Oh, I'm white, I can't get a job, right. or I can't get into this program." I'm like, "Well, if right. you can't get a job, think about everybody else. If you're right. white and can't right. get a job, think right. just imagine how it is for everybody else." <laughs> all right, exactly. You know, because doesn't Trump and all the Republicans love to say that that black unemployment is at an all time low, right? right? But it's still, um, you know, way. Way worse than white unemployment. Right. So always. Thanks. Right. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> thanks for and that. then, black educated uh, youth that's out there that have gone to college for four years have received their master's degrees, their doctorates, can't get uh, a type of administrative position, a higher up position. Right. Can't do that though. You got to right. work under people that are less qualified. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, on that, I listened to that breakfast pot, uh, breakfast club segment, and they were saying essentially also, it's okay for a, for the oppressed to make fun of the oppressor, but the oppressor, it's not the same. So when you are a white man, kind of making fun, pretending to be what you think a black woman sounds like, it's not the same as when black people are like, this is what it's being like to be white. Like it, right. it's a different power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm. I just hope you know the the box office rates will show. Well, the poop will be in the pudding that people are like, what is well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. hopefully people won't be like, yeah, let's go see I'm that. sure it's a terrible movie. I have no doubt. Well, that is pretty messed up. <laughs> so, Aaron, got any, is, that, is that our, uh, that's it. That's I, the good news? I'm going to say that Nike is tripping and Loquisha is as well. Mm. Oh, yes. yeah. Loquisha yeah. definitely yeah. tripping. Yeah. And Nike's oh. tripping too. Tripping, yeah. trip, trip, and <laughs> tripping. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, need to, they need to be checked. Trip on their face. <laughs> Before we get out of here, uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods oh, playing in the PGA Championship. Uh, he started off really slow. Uh, he's way behind at the moment after the first round. Are we still rooting for Tiger? When were we rooting for Tiger? Well, I rooted well, for him last time. As a golfer. As a golfer. Yeah. Sure. yeah as we a are. Golfer, we are. Of course. It's okay. I mean, he could barely walk. You know, yeah. like, he, the yeah. come, it's a perfect comeback story. Even after the Medal of Honor from, yeah. from Trump? Uh, <laughs> That's a business deal. It's a business deal. You know, he's got uh, golf, he's got businesses. And I'm just checking. I'm yeah. making sure mm-hmm. that if I subconsciously start rooting for him, I shouldn't hate myself. That's all. I'm just trying to <laughs> no, make sure I'm okay. No, you shouldn't. Okay. He's, you know, he's, he's not someone to aspire to be outside of golf. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's kind of like O.J. Simpson. You know how the black community is. That's true. Like we welcome back O.J. Simpson. That we, we welcome Come on. Come on in, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Take the bed over there. Yeah, like, all right. You know, stay here rest of me. You get your strength. You know, here's some soup. You know, you go back out. And, yeah. You know. No question. Okay. All right, gang. Well, that was, that was good. Uh, so go, Tiger. Everybody, that was it. Aaron Matthewson, thank you very much. Oh, wait. Look, Nabate. And I have one last thing to say. Uh, rest in peace to Dr. Harold Letterman. Uh, HBO Sports, uh, he was the unofficial judge 
um, for 30 some odd years there at HBO and he passed away, mm. which shocked the hell out of me when I saw it. Um, and, and he was a man that, that always, like I would play the national anthem at the boxing events. He, he was a man that always treated me with respect and kindness, mm. loved him so much. And, uh, you know, definitely my, um, condolences to Mrs. Letterman, uh, Ju- Julie, who's a judge in New York, official, uh, boxing judge in New York, Julie Letterman, their entire family, mm. rest in paradise to, uh, Dr. Harold Letterman. Mm. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, gang. That's it. That's it. Okay. We're, out, we're out of here. We'll be back next week uh, with another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Uh, Jamal, about that. Aaron, tripping. <laughs> tripping check. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next week. All right. All right. To believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.